0: morning everybody it is wednesday august 24th welcome back to another morning meeting and welcome back marcus i'm glad you are all in one piece can you give us the overnight
1: why all in one piece that's because i fell off last time every time you go
0: away something breaks
1: Yes, I'm back from 10 days safari on a motorcycle around the outback of Australia. Survived this time. Absolutely fabulous. It was overnight. We have the Dow Jones down 154, traded in quite a narrow range, which tells you everyone's really rather non committal ahead of Jerome Powell's address to the Jackson Hole Symposium due out on Friday. And the chatter is about whether this soft pivot by the Fed, which is them getting less aggressive on rates after some reasonably good CPI numbers, whether this pivot goes aggressive again, and that's what everyone's worrying about. And the US markets have topped out in the last couple of days. Our market itself has dropped 150 points in the last two days. Futures this morning were up 15, and we're doing a little bit better than that. So a bit of a relief rally today led by resources. Some of the resources stocks have had fabulous runs in the US. Freeport, McMoran up 6.5%, Alcoa up 5.6%, and Vale, which is the biggest Brazilian iron ore company also listed in the US up 7.75%. So BHP and Rio were up 26 and 3.7% in the US overnight. And BHP, of course, is coming up to its dividend next week. No one wants to sell it ahead of that. And we bought it in the ideas portfolio about two weeks ago. It's up about 8 or 9% since then. So resources still running fabulously at the moment. Otherwise, the concern in the US is that bond yields are picking up a little bit again. And uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait for Jackson Hole to see whether that's Justified or not, but it has taken the top off tech and it's t- taken the top off the markets. And the VIX volatility index has just started to pop up again. Otherwise, features overnight was the oil price up 3.9%, as the Saudis talk about production cuts, and as the US natural gas price hits its highest point since 2008. Energy sector doing well in the US. I've got a chart of the energy sector in the strategy piece today. It is still going up. It's a sector I have missed in the ideas portfolio, but still going fabulously. Otherwise, one of the interesting things as well at the moment is the Russian influence on energy prices, which is driving things. On the back of that, Citigroup have a strategist telling us that the UK inflation rate is going to 18% and the UK will have to raise interest rates to 7% in order to combat that. That's energy-related. If that was the case, equities are going to be lower, not higher, I have to tell you. Otherwise, a few quick things. Telstra's ex-dividend today. Tom will tell you about that, but it's dropped in line with the dividend. And I've got a chart in the strategy piece today. I have to tell you, I'm afraid, Telstra does tend to top out at the dividend, obviously, because the share price falls, but it does tend to trend down for a little while afterwards. And you can see the chart of that, as I say, in the strategy piece. That's probably about it. More strategy to come, but the market having an okay day today after two shabby days.
0: Thank you very much for that, Marcus. Tom, we're going to head over to you for the local markets. I do believe WiseTech has some good results today.
2: Thank you, Cheech. I'll get to WiseTech in a moment. But yes, our market is doing better than what the futures had indicated. And on top of those soft US leads, up 37 points. Another bumper day of results with miners and energy names outperforming. Most sectors are in positive territory, but consumer staples and healthcare names are suffering a bit. WiseTech up more than 7% delivered a standout result. Profit up 80%, final dividend of 6.4 cents, a bit irrelevant, but really good stuff from WiseTech there. Cole's down more than 4%. They missed the mark despite a 7% improvement in the final dividend to 30 cents. Profit was higher to $1.05 billion. So some disappointment to in the Coles result. Net wealth has had some management changes. MD has announced his intention to step back. And APA Group off less than a percent. They lifted distribution guidance and eyed $1.4 billion worth of growth pipeline in the next few years. We have had an RBA official speaking this morning in a speech titled Climate Change Risk in the Financial System. And Telstra, as Marcus said, ex-dividend today off 2.5%. We have REA Group and JB Hi-Fi ex-dividend tomorrow. Thank you, Cheech.
0: Thank you, Tom. <laughs> and we have a buy wholesale from YSEP from you in February, which I will put underneath the podcast. Later, let's head over to you for the broker report. How are they reacting to that Endeavor result?
3: Thank you, Chi-Chi. So the broker response this morning has been pretty negative, just like the market reaction was yesterday. They fell 12.5% after those results. And UBS expects higher costs in FY23. This is Endeavor Group. Yeah. EDT. Yeah, yeah. So UBS expects higher costs in FY23 to drag and has lowered EPS forecasts by 1.5% and 2.9% over the next two years. And they've got a sell recommendation there, and the target price has dropped slightly to $7.10, which implies about a 2% downside.
1: But I think they're up about a percent today, so it's pretty much in line. Just worth mentioning on this endeavor, 12% fall yesterday on talk, that Woolworths is going to sell their 14% holding. I would just tell you from experience, if there are temporary liquidity issues where you've got a big seller or a big buyer, it almost always is a temporary effect So if it's down 12% on the idea Woolworths is going to sell its stock, it's just reacting to a bit of indigestion. And inevitably, it works its way out of the system. So a drop like that is a buying opportunity. Although, as you can see, the brokers aren't too keen. Mm. And if you look at the stock, I think it's on a PE of something like 25 times 3% yield, return on equity of 15%. It's not an exciting stock. If it was a more sexy stock, I'd be immediately looking to buy if there was a big seller depressing the share price. Uh, But I, I wouldn't really necessarily looking to buy a boring stock on the back of that. But good lesson to everyone that when there are temporary big sellers, big buyers, it tends to be an opportunity. In which case you'd be buying EDV, but as I say, yep. not going to bother. Yeah, so Macquarie
3: is the only broker there that has an outperform recommendation, and they've said that it's an attractive asset at current levels. They've got a target price just above the current market. And I wouldn't price. be
1: surprised if Macquarie were involved in yeah. listing EDV recently, which they're duty bound for some years to be positive <laughs> about. It.
3: Yep, and just a few downgrades and upgrades to go through this morning. We've got Credit Suisse has upgraded Monadelfis Group to an outperform they downgraded Pilbara Minerals to underperform. And I'll come back to that one in a second. Macquarie has downgraded Rio to neutral. Citi has downgraded New Hope to a sell. And just on that Pilbara Minerals one, Marcus, I saw you had something interesting there about the broken numbers, just about their target prices.
1: Yeah, over the years, there have been a number of members who have said, what is it with brokers who are working off exactly the same numbers because everyone works off the forecasts in Bloomberg or Reuters. They're working off the same numbers and they come out with different target prices. So Macquarie has a target price on Pilbara Minerals of $5.60, which is 70% above the current share price. And Credit Suisse have a target price of $2.30 over 50% lower, which is 29% below the current share price. How do they manage to do that? Mind you, I think the Credit Suisse guys has always been negative on lithium. Maybe that explains it, but it is interesting. The other thing worth mentioning is on Monodelphus had a good set of results yesterday share price went up a bit. I haven't had time to do it yet having just got back, but it's always worth having a look at stocks that pop on results because they de-risk themselves for the next three to six months and good results make everyone comfortable and can start uptrends, even though you miss the initial move. So something like Monodelphus, which is resources related and resources sectors running, share price is down a little bit, popped on results. It's the sort of signpost to go and have a look at the stocks. I might just go and do that, but there are loads of stocks this results season. We do do a spreadsheet on it that have popped on results. Always worth having a look to see whether that's a time to buy. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Chichi. Thank, Thank you very much for that, and Marcus. Let's head over to you, Henry, for Henry's take. I do believe you have some negatives in the market, and you provide us with a list of positives in the market tomorrow.
4: Thanks, Chichi. Well, it's not so much I have the negatives. I'm just really regurgitating to some extent what is out there in the press at the moment. And there are an awful lot of negatives out there that are building up. The market ignoring those today, but one day there's not a summer make but one of the big negative is climate change that we are seeing. And that is also a positive in some respects for Australian companies. What we're seeing in Europe at the moment is a one in 500 year drought. Some lakes in Italy have actually dried up rivers like the Rhine are at dangerously low levels to actually get stuff down them. And the German industrial complex does rely on the Rhine to get stuff around something that the dam busters were well aware of back in 1943. But China also has a drought as well. And that is forcing some power cuts because they rely on hydroelectricity. And no rain and a drought means no hydro, which means they have to use coal, which is good for Australian coal companies. And certainly, you know, we have seen moves from China to stimulate, although it has been a little bit hit and miss and maybe a little bit, little too late. But those lights actually went out in Shanghai last night on all the advertising and the billboards and things that make Shanghai what it is because they are short of power. So there are a lot of negatives building up, not least of which is European gas prices heading into winter. Of course, we have seen 10 year bonds in the US above 3%. We are also seeing some analysts and economists from Citi talking about 18% inflation in the UK and potentially, worst case scenario, 7% interest rates. Now, that won't just kill the equity market there, although their equity market is mining based, the FTSE is. It will absolutely decimate the housing sector. Bearing in mind the UK already has sort of 10% inflation at the moment, and has not even got to 2% in terms of their interest rates. So there is a massive disconnect still going on there. So just a few thoughts on that. Also yesterday, I sold, I know it's heresy to do this, but I sold the last remaining parcel of my Pilbara minerals and took profits there. It's been a great ride. I've taken profits in a bunch of lithium stocks. It has been a great ride. You have to sell when there's buyers, I've always kind of thought and some downgrades coming today from some of the brokers macquarie has always been the perma bull but it's based on their lithium price assumptions and there are some massive price assumptions there if it stays where it is the valuation increases dramatically but just happy to take some profits i'm not calling on the lithium sector long term just short term it's run quite well so just that and that's about it from me chi chi i'll do the bull points Tomorrow, just to have ABC even balance.
0: Thank you very much for that, Henry. And you are on Oddsbiz at 12 today as well. So make sure to tune into that. Let's move over to you, Ben, with the income section.
5: Yes, thank you, Chish. Got the income invested section with a look at the dividend portfolio as we do every Wednesday. No changes last week. We did make a few the week prior, topped up, got our cash down to about 5% or so. Comfortable with that for the time being. Still, obviously, worrying mostly about results. and. And the dividends that come out of them. In terms of those dividends, we have a few of our portfolio holdings going X at the moment and in the coming week or two. Telstra today with a 3% gross yield, JB tomorrow, as Tom said, 5% gross yield there lumina awc has a 5.8 percent gross yield and goes x on thursday then following that we have bhp group the big one with their eight and a half percent gross yield going x on september 1st and a few other smaller ones got a table in there if you want to see them all on the calendar we've got a few results still to come just to round things out smart group and Wesfarmers farmers tomorrow mcmillan shakespeare waypoint and fortescue metals on monday That'll be the end of our portfolio holdings reporting. And hopefully we'll get through fairly unscathed. Haven't been too many bad ones so far. So touch wood, we'll keep that trend going. And finally, just to look at the movement in our dividend portfolio X-ray, that table from Stockopedia. As always, this is the chart which compares. It's got a value rank and quality rank on a table. So it has little bubbles for each stock and it places them on the two axes. So if you're
1: high quality and high value. Value you're going to be top right. So yep. everything needs
5: to be top right. Yeah, And the, uh, the main point is most of our bubbles in most, the income portfolio are top right. Most of our bubbles are top right. So you can check that out in the newsletter. JB High 5 Rio, Tinto, Fortescue, Medals for Interest are the top three in the top, very top corner with a 97 plus ranking on all three. A couple of movements off results, ASX and Challenger have dropped in both, putting them on the watch list alongside Medibank Private. And we've seen BHP and Tassel rise slightly in both an inch, BHP particularly inching closer to joining those few at the very pointy end.
1: I hold some NIB holdings, NHF is the code. I think I got them when they listed 2008. And they're up eight times since I bought them. I've thought a thousand times about selling them. It's almost a lesson in just sticking with long-term investment, I have to tell you. But those two, private health has had a fabulous run. Both Medibank and NIB both performed tremendously. Yes. And we hold them
5: both, do we, or just MPL? We've got MPL there. Yes, and because, of course, health insurance is one of the last things to go. So it's fairly uncyclical. So it doesn't worry too much about the economic cycles. So very good. Thank you, Chich.
0: Thank you, Ben. And let's head back over to you, Marcus, with Marcus Strategy. I do believe we have some changes.
1: Yes. Well, I've come back to the strategy portfolio and noticed this lift in volatility, lift in bond yields, the uncertainty over Powell's address on Friday, and the loss of momentum in the market. Generally, you'll see charts of the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, the ASX 200. So have just sold a couple of things as interest rates start to pick up again, the tech sector has come off the top. We've got ETF called ATEC, which is A-T-E-C which I have sold today on the open. There's just no point being long term about the Australian tech sector, which is only 3% of the market and is very skinny on earnings. It's very sentiment driven. So have sold that. Uh, and I've also sold the GGUS, GGUS, which is one and a half times geared to the S&P 500. I did say at the time I bought a small trade and 8% holding when that US CPI number came out just as I left a couple of weeks ago. And that has not gone well. It's down about 9%, I think. And as the momentum tips over the top in the last couple of days, just not appropriate to be in a geared ETF. So sold ATEC and GGUS continue to hold the S&P 500 ETF, which is IHVV, hedged into the Aussie dollar, and the NASDAQ ETF, which is HNDQ, also hedged in the Aussie dollar, and continuing to hold OZR, which is the resources sector. The sector continues to perform extremely well, hasn't seen the loss of momentum that everyone else has seen. BHP obviously a large part of that sector, and that goes ex-dividend next week. But also we have quite a lot of energy stocks in there as well, which have obviously been doing okay. So still holding OZR. In the ideas portfolio, Henry preempted some of my sales today. He's obviously felt exactly the same thing about the market. And we have sold out of Pilbara Minerals and Mineral Resources, which is the lithium plays just coming off the top a little bit. Also sold out of Samphar Resources, which is a copper play we've Bought after OZL Oz Minerals got bid for by BHP. We bought a couple of copper stocks, SFR and twenty nine M, which is twenty nine metals. We've sold both of those as they both top out on the chart. Momentum lost. They are actually doing okay today, has to be said, but whatever. I will come back to twenty nine metals. It is probably the most likely next copper stock to get taken out if this BHP move into future commodities or into buying Oz minerals catches on as a bit of a theme nine metals will come back into the crosshairs of somebody and I will look to buy them again as the price comes off. We've also sold Macquarie. It was just a market play and the market's just topping out again. And it's not a trade so much, uh, trading stock so much as a long-term hold. Anyway, just coming off, we'll get back into it another day. And that's about it. So we're left with BHP, which goes ex-dividend next week, and Oz Minerals, where I do believe BHP will up the bid or there'll be a counter bid. And the odds of that is much more likely than BHP will Away, Which is your major risk in that at the moment. So the ideas portfolio is down to BHP and OZL. We obviously need to look for some more ideas. We might get past the Jackson Hole symposium speech from Powell before getting too confident. I don't like to pick up in volatility and the topping out in the market generally. So strategy getting a little bit more cautious ideas, portfolio taking some profit.
0: Thank you very much for that, Marcus. And let's head back to you for the question of the day.
1: Ah, question of the day is, what place would you like to visit in Australia that should be on your bucket list, but you haven't seen yet? I went to Cameron's Corner, which I have to say, you know, camping is not my thing. and (laughs) But it is a billion-star hotel, as they say. But apparently, it's on everyone's bucket list. It was more a life-threatening venture into the desert for me, I have to say. So in light of that, what is your bucket list place in Australia to visit? Late... So,
3: I actually had a chance to do this one at uni for my bachelor's, but I didn't get to go along to it. I think it was something to do with turtles. You went up there and looked after turtles or something. Where? At Hamilton Island. I'd love to see Hamilton Island. It looks like a really, really beautiful place. Isn't it just a
1: big yuppie resort that's going to fleece you for money? I thought it was just an yep. island golf it course. Is. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's big golf
4: course off the coast, though.
1: An expensive place to go for on a holiday. But really that's nice. okay. <laughs> he, he, he. We'll go with your uh, desire to see commercial spots in Australia. Tom,
4: where would you like to go?
2: Kakadu in the Northern Territory is uh, on my bucket list. What's in Kakadu? Rock- Crocodiles. Rock-
4: Sorry, what are there, Henry? Oh, there's rock art. And there's also, when it's the wet season, you can kayak and canoe out through the plains. It is spectacular, although I think the Kimberley is far more spectacular.
5: Good. Ben, where would you go?
4: Uh, I wouldn't go
5: too far from Tom there. I'd be going to visit Uluru. I think have got to take that one off at Absolutely. some point. Yeah, watch the sunset at Uluru. Chi-Chi.
0: I would go to Port Douglas because it looks like the Bahamas in Australia.
1: Right. I'm sure the Port Douglas marketing department would love <laughs> to hear you say that, though I have a
4: funny feeling it's nothing like the Bahamas. A uh, It is nothing like the Bahamas, <laughs> I have to say. I think one of the places that I haven't visited in Australia, I've done most of the bucket list in my 30 years here, is WA. I have only been to Perth once. So maybe um, the West Australia. I'd love to go to Kalgoorlie. I'd love to go to Broome. And we'd also like to do course, the Margaret River. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Margaret River. All I would say to you is someone will doubtless ask you if you want to come out on their boat. They will put you on a biscuit, hang your legs over the back. And I think it must be a WA joke to bring people from Victoria and go fishing with them. We looked over the side of the boat in Fremantle and he had a big glass tube where it's like a face mask, big glass tube. You just put it over the side and have a look. And it was just wall to wall rays and sharks, (laughs) I have to tell you. And Emma, when she saw this, had been dragged around on a
4: biscuit and she was thinking
1: (laughs) that they were were just fishing with me because her legs are (laughs) hanging over the I think they're going to
4: need quite a big biscuit if they do that for me.
1: More of a wagon wheel, perhaps. More of a burger bun. <laughs> right. And where would I go? I would get on a great big motorcycle and go around the country. I think a number of the people that I'd spoken to have done that. I've always wanted to do the Nullarbor. Apparently, it's disastrous to go. You know, it's got one bend in it. Obviously, Nullarbor means no trees and nothing to look at. But I think I'd like to go around the country, including Nullarbor at some point on a large motorcycle, which I probably will. Emma will not be on the back. I can <laughs> tell you. She will not want to go. Cycle. <laughs> Size <laughs> with a Snoopy helmet on. Yeah, she'd love that. She wouldn't have to bring a hairdryer, at least. Anyway, so uh yeah, around the country on a motorbike.
0: Well, as long as you come back in one piece. <laughs> well, that brings us to a close. Thanks, everyone. Good day of investing to our members, and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thanks. Bye, thank you. All-